The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. as you can hear casey is not here so we did a little little acapella for you Shane with the lyrics. It was incredible. Welcome we like to the clubs. We I like mean, look, boxing. Oh, so good. It was perfect. And it's, it's this is a perfect intro for the type of events we're gonna be talking well, what about. This is? Yes, for the type of event we're gonna be talking about. Uh, together, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Last second, kind of just coming together <laughs> as it comes together. Yes, that was great. Slap dash. Unbelievable. Yes, we are living in a world where tomorrow Tyson Fury is going to box Francis Ngannou in Saudi Arabia. And like every famous fighter from the past is apparently there. They're all there. Mike Tyson's there. Rampage Jackson's there. Chuck Liddell is there. Roy Jones Jr. is there. They're all there because this is going to be an absolute circus. And you know what? I'm kind of here for the spectacle, but we're here to talk about it right now. I am Mike Heck. We have Shaheen Al-Shadi, the wise wordsmith. We have the reigning, defending, cannonball BTL champion, Jed Mishu with us as well. Gentlemen, it's good to have you here. Shaheen, like let's start with you. We are 20. Cannonball Mishu. Sounds like a plan. Shaheen, we will begin with you. We are 24 hours away from this event happening. It's kind of just sneaking up on us with the craziness of the prime card ufc 294 the shakeups to ufc 295 and then now we're 24 hours away from tyson fury versus francis Ngannou actually happening in saudi arabia temperature gauge shaheen where are we at here how excited are you for this are you excited for it how would you describe the feeling 24 hours from this fight 
temperature gates how excited would i be um i would say i'm like a good solid seven you know like i get to get Ooh. i can get to like a seven and a half i'm interested in this i'm interested in this purely because of the spectacle i love circus fights i've never i've never shied away from that like this is in my wheelhouse i i maybe could be at like an eight eight and a half but it does feel like it's just you said snuck up it does feel like it's just kind of sneak it up on us right i don't know what this is if this is a symptom of just throwing events in Saudi Arabia because we, I feel like the same sort of thing happened when the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight happened, where like it just kind of all of a sudden was happening and nobody really was paying attention to it. I wonder if the whole Saudi Arabia aspect—it's hard to get people to tune in, pay attention with the time change. It's just everything that goes entails that that entails of doing a fight in Saudi Arabia. It feels like this week hasn't been as um, bombastic, hasn't been as big and explosive as maybe I expected it to be. But that being said, I mean, these are two very gigantic men who throw very hard punches, and I'm very happy for Francis to get this bag. And frankly, like, this is something, this is a little different than Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor in a lot of ways, right? There are a lot of different factors that are different to it. The one factor that makes me more interested in this than I would have been in that, which is is just the heavyweight factor, right? Like, heavyweight boxing, heavyweight MMA, whatever you want to throw out, anytime there's heavyweights involved, just big, giant, strong men who, who look good, get off the bus, throw punches. Like, that's inherently more interesting and more volatile to me than, oh, like, boxer. Connor's just going to go get worked by Floyd Mayweather for eight rounds and make a lot of money. So I don't know. I'm, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. Jay, we talked about this a little bit on BTL. But where are we at now? It's, it's been another day. You had a, a good night's sleep since then. Where are we at now? Where's your temperature gauge at the moment? I'm going to give this one Mishulin star, which shout out to the city of Atlanta, which as you can see, I am not in Uh Michelin guy just came to Atlanta, handed out some stars. That's fun. Big time. Uh, this gets one Mishulin star. If I was in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to this, like the, the spectacle, the event, the grandeur, all of that. Uh, I think that that is enough to, if I'm already there to, to make an appearance and kind of see what's, what's what about it. I like, I'm going to be a little more tempered than Shaheen. Let's say I think Shaheen went seven, maybe an eight. I'll go like six, maybe a seven, just a little bit down because ultimately this is a one fight card. I largely don't have much interest in the rest of the things going on. I'm not sure we'll even talk about the rest of the fights on this card, frankly. And the main event has an extreme likelihood of being what we all believe it probably will be, except for me because I'm, you know, going with my boy Fran, big Fran. But again, that's this event is less about the fight and more about everything else that comes with it. Um, I will say that this week has probably made me a little less enthusiastic about it than may than I could have probably talked myself into it. There's just you know, John Fury is doing his best to hype things up, but he's not getting a lot of counterplay and this just isn't this doesn't have any sort of the same feel that Connor versus Floyd had, uh, even though that one was similarly uh, a foregone conclusion, right? So I'm still have some interest just to see it happen with my own eyes. And certainly if Francis does pull the thing off, this will be incredible. But if things go poorly in the main event, like I believe a vast majority of people expect, it, I'm not sure that people will get their bang for their buck in this one. Yes, eighty dollars. This is the same cost it's as a the lot UFC pay per view. Yeah. Same cost as the UFC pay per view to watch this. Hey man, Shaheen, Jed, make if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay okay. money for Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana, 
you, you should pay money. You for should this. not. Don't don't pay money for Manu's for Serena Aldana. You at least had the watch you. party for that. You at least had the watch party for that card. Shaheen Jed makes a really this, interesting it, point. Sorry, at God. least with this one, you know the money's going to Francis, right? Like he's getting the majority of the pay per view money. So like, pay, give forgive Francis the money. He earned it. Okay, that you make you make a very good point there. Support but Jed brought up something. Yes, Jed brought something very interesting up, Shaheen. The build to this fight, especially during fight week, this is the time where if you're not really into it, the fight week hype kind of will try to get you off the fence a little bit, or at least get you a little bit more intrigued. I feel like the timing of this fight kind of sucks in that aspect because we just had it with the prime card and you can't get any more chaotic than that. If you could get people on board to watch Dylan Dennis box Logan Paul, and boy, did they do it. They got people pretty excited for that and at least intrigued in some way. And John Fury was involved in that buildup with KSI and Tommy Fury as well. I feel like any of that aspect is kind of gone because they killed it. They just... It just wiped it clean. And this week, John Fury's trying, but it's like, we just saw this two weeks ago and John Fury's trying to headbutt a, a glass in compartment of where two guys are going in there. Like, John can't get any crazier. And he's not, Mike Tyson's not gonna box John Fury. So try as he may, I don't think the shtick is really working here like it did two weeks ago. How would you grade the build to this this week? Because I just feel like the timing two weeks after the prime card, is it's just tough. It's just really tough. That is a great point that I actually hadn't considered. The fact that we just dealt with what? The circus of all circuses. And now we're sort of like trying to run back another circus in a different way that it maybe feels like the steam has been taken off of it. I hadn't actually considered that all week, Mike, but I think that maybe is part of why this feels like it's falling flat in a way because there are some of the same characters. Like you said, John Fury is trying to do his thing, things like that. And also just the way that last, last one left us, the the taste it left on our mouths after the last two fight, uh, not great. Let me answer your question with the question, though. Uh, Jed, I need to bring you in here. I'm in. Let's go. All right. I was waiting for a split screen. There we go. There we go. Uh, if John Fury versus Mike Tyson was the co-main event on this card, would you get? Would it bump up to two Michelin stars? might and that's the thing I, like you sheen i did not sort of think about the fact that we just kind of just did this and that playing a role but i did come into this like kind of wanting to talk about make a point where is the help where is the um the co-main event where is the the chief support or whatever there ain't nobody supporting this shit like it's just because i to my understanding and my belief, like true boxing heads don't care about this because why would they? No, they are. It's an MMA event. Probably. This is an MMA yeah. event. This is 100% exactly. an That's MMA the thing event. is like the true boxing heads are probably under the correct assumption that this is a waste of Tyson Fury. And so then why is the co-main event for the British heavyweight title? Like why is Anderson Silva not boxing Roy Jones Jr. on this card? Like if you put Andy and Roy Jones on this card, but like we're golden. This is three stars. This is this is fireworks on the fourth. This is magic. And instead, it's it's here's this fight that one section of the population doesn't care about, and here are these six other fights that the other section that is ostensibly the people we're appealing to don't care about. So I'm just not sure this was constructed well. John Fury and Mike Tyson would have been some extra juice to make something come alive here in in a more tangible way, and instead it. It has fallen flat this week for me. I, I can't speak for y'all, but I have felt kind of cringy every time I have watched them get together and interact 
because Francis has never been this guy to, to kind of play the dozens like that. And Tyson is sort of trying to get him going. And Francis is just kind of like, no, whatever. It, it just hadn't hit in the same way that you would want it to hit to really make this feel like a spectacle. Well, I think there's two. There's an inherent problem with a lot of these type of fights, right? The crossover fights where an MMA guy is coming over and boxing. There's an inherent element of that that always just feels like teamwork, right? Like these guys are working in concert to make a lot of money. Nobody's really under any illusions about what's actually going on or about what's actually at stake. Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, like they're, they know what they're doing and we can see that they know what they're doing. And it's, and ultimately like, Hey, sure. Maybe you, you snipe at somebody there. You, you say a mean comment there, but like, we kind of understand like, Hey, you're working together to sort of manufacture this into as big of a thing as you can. So you could just make a ton of money. I think that's one thing that like McGregor Mayweather, there was an element of animus there that developed over the course of the road tour, right? Over the many stops over the just world tour, the, the grand nature of it, it did see, feel like by the time we got there, like, sure, they were in concert working together, but also they kind of didn't like each other. And there was like, yeah, like there's something there to grab onto if you were just the casual watching of like, oh, those two guys don't like each other, which we always talk about. That's the only way the UFC knows how to market, right? Those two guys hate each other. That's just so non-existent here because it's so obvious that Francis is grateful for the opportunity and it's so obvious that Tyson immensely respects Francis' abilities outside of boxing, right? Like just his life story, the way he's worked to get here, and also what he accomplished in the UFC, and also just standing, making the stand against the UFC that he did to really go out on a limb and try to earn this fight. It's it, like both these guys have immense respect for each other, and they can't really be in a setting together, whether it's the press conference or the face-to-face, -face, without almost coming off like too overly respectful even if they're trying to do like even if tyson's trying to call francis a fat sausage which is just like objectively funny to me like no one in this man's fat sausages no one in this man's entire life has ever called him a fat sausage and seeing francis reaction to that is just is quite delightful but like but it's just not there right like there's no element of animus at all to this and i think that is maybe a missing piece of this where you can sell that to a casual because obviously the the poster will sell itself right francis looks incredible tyson people know who tyson is that is that is inherently interesting to some degree but if you can't get that little extra layer it just feels like it's a lot of people watching because we're happy for francis to be able to get that bag and also by the way trademarking uh drop the bag is, is just fumble, fumble the bag yeah fumble the bag yeah trademarking fumbled the bag like that's so gimmick promotion. That's, that's tremendous. Francis, just tremendous. Francis has done a lot of good. Like he's done a lot of good, but he's he's not doing a ton of promoting this week, which is, you know, feels like that maybe would help this event along, particularly in the absence of a, a strong support. Like I think this card needs something to push it to really make this like a cultural event. Because Mike, we always talk about it. I mean, it's only Friday, but that I have had no mom tests here there. I am not getting texts from friends being like, Hey, this is going on. Nobody outside of the MMA bubble that I interact with has approached me about this. So I can't, I don't know if that's the same for y'all or not, but feels like we needed something more to elevate this a little bit. Yeah. Same. I'll, yeah. Let, let me tell you something else that kind of hurt this in my opinion. And I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep you guys here. Tyson Fury is on the MMA hour and I enjoyed the interview. I enjoyed a lot of what he had to say. I enjoyed everything he had to say about the Alexander Usyk announcement and everything that that entailed and everything him hating that as well. 
here's one thing I didn't think helped sell this fight at all. Tyson Fury coming out saying that I am treating this like any other fight. I have put in 12 hard weeks. When one of the big narratives surrounding this that actually got people somewhat intrigued is that Tyson ain't taking this seriously. He's getting ready to box Usyk. He's just going to kind of roll in off the couch and beat this dude. I kind of mm -hmm. wish Tyson played that a little bit more. I think that makes things a little more interesting. Absolutely. But instead, he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I treated Francis Ngannou like everybody else." And while kudos to respecting your opponent at all, I think it adds a little layers if Tyson doesn't say that and says other things like, "Nah, I'm going to kill this guy. I didn't even really need to train for that." At least give us questions. And even if you're playing possum and you show up and just run this guy out of the building, at least you got people somewhat interested in it. But now you have Tyson Fury. He's actually, you know, he's, he's never great looking off the bus, but he looked in pretty damn good shape here. The dude is ready to fight. I kind of was hoping he wasn't this ready to fight in, in a weird way. You know what I mean? This is, yeah, this is one of like the rare times. And I wish Casey was here. Obviously he's not because Casey always is like, this is a huge pet peeve of his, of fighters running down their opposition. Like that guy's a bum and I'm going to kill him. Well, you actually want to build them up so it's more impressive when you beat him. This is one of the very rare times in combat sports when it is you should be running him down, where no one is going to give Francis Ngannou credit. Like, right? Like, if, if Fury beats him like he is expected to, no one is going to come out of that being like, well, look at Tyson Fury beating Francis Ngannou. What a killer. What a monster. We all know the joke at play here. You've got to depress his value because you are probably going to win. And then it does sell that. Like I would be, I could talk myself into the idea that Francis has a puncher's chance. If, if Fury was like, I didn't even train. Like, what do I need to train for? He's never boxed in his life. He hits as hard as a car. Sure. So did Deontay Wilder work. How'd that work for him? He can't do shit to me. The big fat sausage. It would be much, much better in that regard. I think you're absolutely right, Mike. What do you think about that, Shaheen? I could see it. I can see where you're coming from. I think it's easy for us to sit here on the sidelines and tell Tyson Fury to be completely dismissive of this Adonis that's standing in front of him, right? Like, I don't know. He feels like someone who's who's pretty intrinsically like aware of the blood gods, the MMA gods, the boxing gods, and how they treat that sort of behavior. I mean, he seemed even, like you said, about the, about the Usyk fight, about the announcement of it. He's been downplaying that this entire week, even at, at the final faceoff. Like, he's just straight up not wanting to talk about that. So it feels like he's just on some level just being a human being and like, hey, man, I'm not trying to count my chickens before, you know, this publicly before uh, before something happens. So I can, I can, it's hard for me to, to fault him for that because he is objectively for taking probably the right approach for his own career because this is almost just like a warm-up fight for him. Like that's, that's the element that's also weird about this for the boxing side. If you're a boxing fan, like you, your whole – you're not you don't care about this fight you care that tyson fury makes it out of this fight okay enough to fight the actual fight you want to see in a couple months and so that is just like there's a lot of dynamics to this that are weird in that respect it is very weird so let's just play the game here because this is an mma fight and very i mean jen Mishu is picking france Ganu, but he's also said publicly on multiple programs that it's a gimmick and he wants us to live on forever. And one of his greatest regrets is not backing Sean Strickland. So he's just going to play the game and try to course correct. Shaheen, let's, let's play the game here. And we're going to ask both sides of this coin. I have, one second. I have, I have some real problems with this. It's one thing if you want to do the gimmick and, and I respect the gimmick. I don't know that the gimmick counts when you call it a gimmick in real time. If you're making this pick and then you're being like, I don't actually believe in this pick. 
I don't think you get credit for I, it if, if, I the do insane, in pick. if the insane thing happens. I believe in this pick because like you said, Tyson Fury has spit in the face of the blood gods. You've read my prediction coming on this fight sheet. You can't do it. Like you could say he he doesn't want to spit. Nobody forced him to sign that contract. He that was a choice. He made that choice to sign the Usyk contract. You can't be you can't be making these plans. The best laid plans of mice and men get hit like a Ford Escort going at forty miles an hour or whatever the hell the the odd metric for Francis's punches are. Nope, picking him, sticking by it, believe it the whole way. There you go. Shaheen. Man couldn't find intro music, but he could get the drum bit. <laughs> Just nailed it. I can nailed find it. I can find sound effects for bad takes. Well said. Well played. Shaheen, what if Francigano actually does this? Like what if what what if he lands the big shot? Like I think the big comparison, and this is the one everyone seems to go back to, is this is Buster Doug this might be bigger than Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Because I mean, from a be. betting perspective. Might be. From, yeah, it might be. Yes. Yeah, from a betting perspective, the Douglas win is actually a bigger upset yeah. from a betting perspective than this is by a lot, which is kind of surprising. Like but two thousand or something dumb. Yeah, it was up to like thirty-seven to one, uh, an underdog for Buster Douglas heading into that fight. But what if Francis Ngannou actually does this, Shaheen Alshadi? The boxing world will lose their friggin' minds, and it would kind of be hilarious if we're being honest in that aspect as like Team MMA. But still, it would be catastrophic as a actual fight fan that we're not going to see Fury Usyk. We're just going to get this fight again. But for Francis, if he goes out there and knocks out Tyson Fury tomorrow, like, what does this mean? What happens? How would you react to that? If you actually are you have you even thought about that? Have you even pretended to put yourself into that universe? You said it would kind of be hilarious. I submit that it would be the most hilarious thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Are you kidding me? That would be objectively like the weirdest, funniest thing that's ever happened in combat sports. Like I, I get the Buster Douglas thing because like obviously that's sort of the benchmark for these type of upsets in boxing. But like Buster Douglas was a boxer who had like boxing wins and boxing experience before that fight. The odds in that also like you have to, it's a reflection of the time, right? Because if that fight happened today, it's the odds are not going to be that astronomical. It, that was the time where betting was sort of this weird niche, and like you could, there wasn't like a, as much knowledge about it as there is now. Like it's not as pervasive in the culture as it is now. So it was more you know, kind of. There's no DraftKings.com where you can get all your betting needs taken care of. Yeah, and there's no bets. There's no no bets bar. Just breaking down the best every week, you know, like that, that was a very different time and place. If that fight happens now, you're not getting those kind of odds on, on Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas in Japan. Uh, but if we wake up on Monday and Francis Ngannou is the number one boxer in all heavyweight, like in the world, I mean, what, that's just, this is just, we're just living in a simulation, right? Like we already have so many weird results. This is the year of weird results. This is the year, as Jed put it, of vibes, of vibe picks just kind of working out. And this would be the ultimate result of it to, to me. This would be, I, I hesitate to call it the biggest upset in sports history. It's certainly top five, I would think, right? Like I'm sure there are there are quite a few upsets that I'm just not aware of, of different sports and things like that. But like, this is right up there with Miracle on Ice. This is up there with Leicester City. Like this is just like whatever you want to throw up there. This feels like it would be up there, man. Francis Ngannou coming in and just beating the number one heavyweight in the world and basically stealing all of this and ruining the Usyk fight that everyone's been demanding for so long and it finally seems on the precipice of happening. 
it would be incredible. But also here's the thing, Mike Heck, here's the thing. And here's why that little sliver exists. Because we, we over on MMA, we're very versed in the MMA gods. We fear them appropriately. We understand them. Uh, and they, they are the bane of our existence. They're a scourge. They chase us in the night. We have learned not to mess with them, not to F with them, not to tempt them. Boxing guys don't know about the MMA gods. The MMA gods are involved in this fight. They are one half of this fight. If you are doing anything by doing this Usyk thing, you are tempting the MMA gods to do what they do best. And Sean Strickland could tell you about that, man. Like they, they are, there's some weird stuff that happens when you tempt fate in this way. And I'm just throwing it out there. That is now part of this equation. Jed, what is this world? Paint us a word picture. Your prediction reigns true. France Agano lands the Thunder's S Ford Escort-esque right hand and Fury falls to the mat. You do your victory lap. But then you have to wake up the next morning living stop. in this world. I'll never stop victory lapping. What is, this, what, what is this post-victory lap or still on victory lap world look like post-Ngano knocking out Tyson Fury? I don't think it's a stretch to say that it it could probably change the world, right? Like, think about this. If this happens, then everything is possible. The, the, by knocking out Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou will also knock out our perceptions of, of what has to be and, and how power dynamics and structures work. We'll have peace across the land, cats and dogs living together. Harmony will come to all of us. The only people who will be sad will be the many people who had Tyson Fury bets down and that will be funny to watch them um, be sad about that it will be very very funny to watch the pfl realize in real time oh that dude's just never fighting for us is he dang it will be incredible to see tyson fury get up and be like the big fat sausage got me like he does hit real hard let's run it back and then this world the sweetest thing in the whole world will happen mike just the better than than the the cries of newborns or then like the the big wide eyes of a of a happy puppy we will get to watch the the odorous shit heels that that punked francis for fumbling the bag just have to eat the biggest pie of crow that has ever existed if this ha it'll be just a, a mad a majestic really It'll be the best thing that's ever happened. And that's, that's the world I choose to live in. A world where all of those wonderful things occur. It'll be great. Dana White's reaction to this would be just one of the greatest things ever when he's asked about that at a post-fight press conference. But we have to live in reality. We, I, I guarantee you, if, if and when this happens, Dana White comes out on Sunday and Connor and Michael Chandler is booked. Like it, That is booked by like noon on Sunday. If I'm Dana, I'm, I'm booking that fight at like 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow and right before they're about to make the walk. I will say, I think if we ever, 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 ever want Ngannou Jones to happen, I think you almost kind of have to hope for Francis to win because that is the only thing that would bring, force the UFC to essentially bring him back into the fold in some respect is him just becoming so overwhelmingly large that they can't ignore him. And also, now, I think that's the type of thing. Come back, though? You no, know, because that's the type of thing like they're they're good with spite and john would john very much i think at that point he's looking for challenges right him stealing the shine off of the number one heavyweight in boxing right after some momentous thing like this 
feels like something right up John's alley of what how he's trying to manufacture but, this sort of year like well, end of his career run. Why would Francis can sit like come back? He he'll just fight Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and and jo- Anthony Joshua and make make the pay per view money and all. Like he'll just box. He'll just he'll be the number one box in the world. Why would he ever fight John Jones in MMA again? We still got money. Fight money talks, though. man. Money talks. But she. I don't. I look. I I think this knockout punch can can literally change the world. I don't think it's going to change the amount of money Dana White is willing to part with to bring him back into the fold. That's true. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Shaheem, but we also have to, like, that is a great world to live in. Like, what a world it would be if we wake up Sunday morning and it's not a dream. Francis got him knocked out Tyson Fury, but we have to kind of be prepared for the world that we expect to live in that Tyson Fury wins. Francis Gano makes a big bag of money and we're happy for Francis, but the boxing community and the MMA community, they're two very different places. And while the MMA community seemingly as a whole, not everybody are happy for Francis and Gano here. If Francis just comes out and just gets run over tomorrow by Tyson Fury, I think most of us, like the three of us would be like, Hey, Get the bag, dude. Great college try. You called for this fight. You willed this into existence and you made the damn thing happen and you left the UFC to do it. 
How, how will the community react if Tyson Fury just annihilates Francis Ngannou tomorrow? What do you think the, the narrative surrounding Francis as he gets ready to go back to the PFL? How do you think the MMA community will view his stock as a fighter if he just gets clobbered tomorrow? I don't think it takes any, I don't think, I think nothing changes, right? Like he's supposed to lose. He's supposed to get badly outclassed. He's not a boxer. He's not the number two heavyweight in boxing. He's not the number one heavyweight in boxing. If he, if he goes out there and just loses badly to the best in the world in a different sport, I don't know. That is what it is, right? Like that's just what we're expecting to see. And frankly, he's going to get that bump of anything better than that, right? Any performance better than absolutely awful getting blown out. I think people will be impressed by it. if Francis lands one good punch in there. I think people will be impressed by it. And you'll see that gift quite a bit. If Francis wins a round, I think that's a win for him, right? Like this is ultimately, this is exactly what it is. We know what it is. We saw it with Maymac. He's going to lose. He's going to probably lose bad and he's going to be really rich. And then with the next like six months of photos, we're going to see from him is him with Lamborghinis and expensive watches and just all sorts of things like that. And, you know, that's just the game. That's what we know. Like, this is very apparent on its face what it is. And I don't think he takes a, his stock takes a hit at all. He's still the best heavyweight in MMA. Jed, same question for you, because last week we were talking about Islam Makachev fighting Alexander Volkanovsky. And we were under the impression it's going to take something extra special here for Makachev to get the praise and get the credit. And it's kind of the same with Francis heading into this fight, but almost like the complete opposite where, we're just expecting Francis to go in and lose and all that. And it's a win-win either way because he's going to get the bag and he's supposed to lose this fight. Is there any way that his stock can take a hit tomorrow? No, I think the people who want to hate him are going to hate him. Um, if he loses, then there's nothing you can really do to change that. Uh, I think everybody else is largely going to be like what Shaheen said. They're, um, hey, okay, well, we knew that this would happen. There might be some more grumbling about how big a waste this was and even some, I wish we could stop having these things happen, but we'll all move on pretty quickly. And the upside is if he, I mean, if he wins, obviously a ton of upside there. We already talked about literally changing the world, peace in the Middle East, dogs and cats. But if he just can compete or at least look like he sort of belongs, the amount of lifting the MMA community was willing to do, calling Conor McGregor, McGregor, a great boxer, because he had a modicum of success for the first round while Floyd was very clearly not doing anything. Uh, like that went for miles. People were like, look at Connor, one of the best boxers. Like, look at him, look at him go. He gave Floyd hell for three minutes. Like, it's if he is even marginally competitive, can land some punches, can make this fight like look like at least a fight as opposed to an execution i think he's going to gain a lot certainly amongst the mma community and probably gain at least a little bit of respect with the boxers and um if you are one of those people who believes that francis one of the wrong people so we're clear one of the idiots who believe francis is about to go lose i think what you should be hoping for is that he loses competitively and so then maybe francis can get one more bag against Anthony Joshua or or uh, Andy Ruiz or, or so another heavyweight who he can maybe manage to finagle into a position. If he goes and gets run over, all of that's totally out the window. If he can at least compete, I think he still has opportunities in boxing moving forward. Well, I guess there's only one place to go here. Shaheen, according to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbooks, you can get in on the action. 
Go to DraftKings or Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code the MA Hour. Get yourself a deal. Make this fight a little more intriguing. Tyson Fury minus fourteen hundred as the favorite. The comeback on Francis Ngannou plus seven fifty. What's the pick? What's the the method? The round? What you got? Such an awful line. <laughs> it's it's still incredible to me that that's the line that we're dealing with. Dude, that's the just don't bet on this fight line. Here's a massive favorite, and we're giving you like a quarter of the juice on the on the underdog. Please do not put money on this. Is what that, what Vegas is asking. That's a hundred percent what that is. Uh, I don't know, Mike. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna paint you a picture of how this is gonna play out, right? Because as much as as funny as this would be if it actually happens, as uh, wild and crazy and just world changing, as Jed mentioned, as, as this would be if it happens, here's realistically what we're going to see in the next six months. And I'm going to steal this bit from our pal Stephen Morocco, who wrote it incredibly eloquently in a predictions roundtable we have coming out. Francis Ngannou is going to go out there on Saturday in Saudi Arabia. He's going to lose probably fairly quickly. He's going to get to maybe the third, fourth round, fifth round. Tyson Fury's going to overwhelm him. He's never boxed in this capacity. He's never boxed in a high-pressure environment. He's never done this many rounds. And he's jumping right into a 10-rounder with the best heavyweight in the world. He's just going to get overwhelmed. It's not going to be a, a flash knockout. It's not going to be just some brutal knockout. It's just going to be an overwhelming TKO sort of finish. We're all going to shake hands. Everyone's going to hug. He's going to take oh, fly back home to Las Vegas. He's going to have a big, massive check with more zeros on it than he's ever seen in his entire life. He's going to take that check to his local bank. He's going to slide it under the teller to, to the teller. She's going to look at him like, oh, wow, okay. And then he's going to take all that money. He's going to buy some investment properties. He's going to maybe invest some stuff into Cameroon. His, his people at Extreme Couture, his teammates, are going to be very happy for him. They're going to give him a hero's welcome. He's going to just live on some investment properties and various investments that he will make in maybe small businesses, things like this. And then he's going to get back to work and he's going to go back to the PFL and he's going to fight in MMA for a, another very large payday and make someone else $2 million to fight him in the PFL sometime early next year. And all of this will be the biggest payday he ever gets. And it will be a life-changing sum for him. And he's going to probably do a lot of good with it in his native Cameroon. He's going to probably do a lot of business with it for himself and for his lineage and for the people who come after him, his kids and his kids' kids. And it's going to set up the whole Nganu family but ultimately no one's going to really care about this result because it was a means to an end. That's what this will be. Okay. Jed, how, how does Ngannou win? What round does he do it in? How, how Paint the picture here. How does this happen? Look, it's going to be a little bit later in the fight. And, and here's the thing. I think that Tyson Fury is probably taking this fight pretty seriously based on all the things he said and the fact that um, he did not come to weigh-ins looking like a big fat sausage, which he's much more capable of doing than Francis is, frankly. Um, but I think pretty quickly in that fight, he's going to figure out timing, figure out range, feel really comfortable with his chances in there. And Francis, I suspect, will probably be very cautious to start. It'll be his first boxing match. He doesn't want to get caught in a big counter and kind of lose before the wheels get going. I think Tyson will start to... The fight will be boring because Francis is being very conservative. Tyson just kind of picking him apart. As the fight goes on, Tyson Fury's a showman, guys. He loves to put on a show. John Fury's going to be yelling in the corner. He's probably going to have his shirt off. Man never has a shirt on. I respect it immensely about him. Tyson's going to be in there. Around round four, maybe around three, round four, 
He's going to start dancing. He's going to start shimmying. He's going to start trying to put on a show with the antics, sticking his tongue out, trying to give the people their money's worth against this hulking behemoth who isn't doing a ton. And then right around six, I'm going to say round six, he's going to get, he's going to get caught nappy. He's going to get a little too comfortable. Boom. Big uppercut. I mean, like we're talking the Alistair Overeem head to the moon uppercut. And that's just going to be all she wrote right there. One shot done because Deontay Wilder, one of the hardest hitting human beings of all time, but does he hit with the power of a Ford Escort traveling at top speed? <laughs> no, he's the hardest punching man of all time. And that uppercut could decapitate like a bull moose. I think Tyson Fury's big old head is probably also going to suffer the consequences. Round six, after getting thoroughly outclassed for most of the fight, Ngannou pulls off the miracle upset, shock and awe. No one understands anything. Everyone gets confused. John Fury, for the first time in his entire adult life, is silent. It will just be a miracle. And then after that, he's not going to take a check to the cashier because we live in 2023. We have direct <laughs> deposit, Shaheen. <laughs> No one's going into Wells Fargo and being like, please cash this this $30 million check. Direct deposit. He might buy some Bitcoin. You know, it's the future. That's what the kids are telling me these days. And then he's just going to go home. He's going to call up the PFOs. He can call up uh, uh, Don Davis and be like, hey, man, about that February fight you were planning on, we're going to have to delay that because my phone is blowing up. Uh, Alexander Usyk? Somehow he's now interested in fighting me. I'm the guy who dethroned Fury. He can't fight Fury. Fury's in concussion protocol for the next two months. You know what I'm saying? He's going to do that. And then he's going to go to Extreme Couture. And he's not, you know, they're not going to throw him a party. He's going to throw them a party, Shaheen. He's going to buy Dewey Cooper and Eric Nixick jet skis. And then they can all go out on the water and have fun in this glorious world where somehow this man from Cameroon who has suffered more tragedy and persevered through more hellish bullshit than any of us can ever contemplate is not only the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, the lineal MMA heavyweight champion of the world, he is the lineal boxing heavyweight champion of the world and the first dude of all time who can, like, no bullshit doubt about it, be like, I'm the baddest man on the planet. It's going to fucking rule. Saddle up, boys. 80 bucks is well worth being a part of history. And that's how you fucking promote! You know, I thought about it afterwards of like, yeah, no one actually takes checks to the bank anymore, no, but I did, I did like the aesthetic of it, you know, sliding the check on. I, I will say I, that's actually maybe the one time I would do it just so I could show somebody else a check for $10 million. And be like, right. Like, yeah, like, that's a, that's a good experience. Just, that's a, it's a total flex move, but I might do it in that situation. Next time I get a paycheck from MMA fighting, I'll do it. Like, mini zeros, you know? I mean, there's nothing I could say that is going to come anywhere near the promo that judges. I did a up. better I'm job of make... selling that freaking card than they did. You did better than John Fury has done. Uh, Tyson Fury, fifth round TKO. Like Stevens, Stevens layout of just, he's not going to get like obliterated. He's not going to get knocked down and knocked unconscious or anything like that. He's just going to get hit a lot down the stretch. He's going to get tired and Fury's going to light him up and he's going to be against the ropes. Might, maybe one knockdown down to a knee or something. And then Ngana's going to get back up and then Fury's just going to keep pouring it on and then it's going to be a mercy stoppage. That's probably what it is. And Ngana is going to take that check to the 
to the bank, yes, and uh, get that look from the cashier and all of those things. What can I, since both of you are on the wrong side of history here, um, let's say that you're right and that somehow Tyson Fury wins this fight. What outside of the like generic MMA answer, he won by stepping in there and getting the check. What would be a moral victory for Francis Ngannou tomorrow? Like I said, winning a couple of rounds, landing one big punch, anything like that. I think if he, if he can go into round four and have this be two, one, two, two after round four, maybe something like that. Like that's a moral victory. Even if Tyson's carrying him. Cause that was the thing with Connor where like Floyd carried him for like some of those early rounds. And then people will always say like, Oh, like he, he, four, four he took some rounds. rounds off Floyd. He took some rounds off Floyd. He's such a good boxer. Like that's just, that lives, you know? Yeah. At least the feeling of this one is I don't have to convince my friends not to bet thousands of dollars on Francis and Ganu here. Like the amount of people that I told were idiots for betting on Conor McGregor confidently. You should have bet him. Thousands and up. thousands of dollars. I was just like, but you don't not need to, to go. Me. You don't need to go to the sports book, man. I got you. Don't even call your bookie. I'll give you even odds right now. Let's go. No, I'm just like whatever you're thinking. Stop thinking it. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. All right, dude. Go ahead. Bet away. And then I would just stand there watching as Floyd starts tattooing Conor McGregor. Moral victory. I think if he makes it to round six, that's if he makes it to round six, that is a moral victory. Even if he gets, even even if he doesn't win a round or doesn't land a big punch, if he makes it to round six with Tyson Fury, I think that's a moral victory. If honestly. he makes it all, if he makes it through all ten, regardless of whether it's a fun fight, like say Tyson Fury is treating this like a sparring session and not outwardly trying as hard as maybe you would think. Even if he makes a decision, that is just like the biggest possible more victory, right? Like at, the, at come, yeah. that point, he comes away almost the winner for just last. Yeah. He wins. Like Fury stock drops immensely if that happens. Immensely. The other thing I'm thinking, if I'm Tyson Fury and I get hit by any like real punch, I think I'm selling it. Like I'm just, I'm just selling it. Like I add a little bit of drama to the thing. If you get hit by a real shot, just like, Take a knee and then just add a little bit of add a little bit of spice to this mix. I like get people going. Do the Johnny Walker where if Vigano hits you in the body, just pretend like it hurt and then just jump up and throw a right hand. Yeah. Out of I don't think he will do that, but man, that would be can you imagine how excited you'll be tomorrow if Francis lands a punch and and Tyson Fury is like wobbled or whatever? It'd be electric. It'd be the most exciting moment in sports this year. Yes. There you have it. Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We'll take a couple questions from the peeps here. 
there are other fights, but are there, there though? Are there though? Yeah, there I mean, are fights other will fights. Take fights will take place. Um, all right. Since we're since you're leading with that, we'll lead with this. I assume I assume responding to Jed. Five good okay. heavyweight fights. You're talking nonsense. Okay. Sure. Maybe, uh, look, if, uh, look, enjoy, watching, enjoy them. I don't know. I got nothing. If, uh, exactly. If you're enjoying this, that's great. Um, I just did not know that people would spend eighty bucks for five heavyweights. So, like, I'm a casual boxing fan, and I have heard of two people on this card that aren't the main event. Uh, I'm not trying to yuck your yum, man. If you enjoy it, that's great. Uh, I'm, this one is because there's been a lot of questions surrounding the start time and walk time. So if any of you guys know, let the people know. Uh, when I search in Ghana versus Fury, the start time isn't even in the top seven Google suggestions. People aren't trying to figure out how to watch this. Is the start time even announced? So the main card starts at 11 o'clock, my time Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, just extrapolate from there. You walk, I would imagine main event walkouts what two and a half hours three hours after that so espn someone from espn said that as of right now they're expecting around 6 p.m eastern for the walkouts yeah. that makes sense so yeah and that's like another good thing about this like we're not waiting for fury and ghana to make the walk at midnight eastern time they're gonna no, this is daytime baby this is, this is daytime. Great. and you I get to also this week and that's that's pretty dope. It's good. Always a benefit. Also, yeah. I will say, um, from just an editorial side, the reason you're probably not seeing a lot of start time posts is a lot of times editors will put the start time post out tonight so that it hits peak. It's at the top of Google results when it hits peak search hours for people looking for this. The more yeah. you know. Don't tell people know. how the cake is baked. Come on now. <laughs> it's Trade not how you, we don't, they don't want to see how we make the big fat sausage. It's fine. Uh, Alex it's Williams. Be- said, I that's don't the think- best insult I- in the world. I'm so that. here for calling people sausages. It's just the I'm trend. only here for calling people who are very, like, very clearly not sausages. If you call me a sausage, it's uh, maybe it's just it's helpful, but mostly it's just yeah. true. But like calling friends to Ghana a big fat sausage is incredibly funny. So like I can call you a fat. So- I shouldn't call you a fat sausage, but I could call Mike, who's this big well, Adonis. You can, but it's just not big, funny sausage, to call me. It's just a, not true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not funny to call me one. It's hilarious to call Mike one. I mean, look, uh, genetics wise, I am kind of sausagey. I mean, it is bursting out of that shirt, Mike. Excuse me, Mike. I I I follow your Instagram. I I see you doing the crossfitting. Don't don't lie to me. Don't lie to people. That's just to live extra years. That's all. I don't think Ngannou punches any harder than Tora, much less Vladimir or Deontay. Yeah, which is very true. Yep. Could be. I mean, no, it in, is. A, in a boxing sense, it's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. I I understand that that Francis is like in the Guinness Book of World Records and everything for the hardest punch ever. I don't think there's been a man alive that punches as hard as Deontay Wilder. And I I think those three fights against Wilder have sucked a lot of life out of Tyson Fury, like physically. So I a lot of people are using boxing math, like Deontay Wilder hits harder than Francis and this and that. You go all those rounds with Deontay Wilder, you're coming out, like, scarred at the end. So I'm very curious if those fights have caught up to Tyson Fury. Francis, I am not willing. Francis, I want to be real clear. I'm not willing to say that 
uh, Francis like definitely hits harder than Deontay Wilder. I will just acknowledge Francis is like 60 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder. And it would in no way shock me if he did punch harder than Deontay Wilder because that's how force works. Mass. It's a lot of mass. It's a lot of extra mass to be behind a punch. I mean, it wouldn't actually surprise me if he does punch harder than Deontay Wilder, but it would surprise me if he punches harder than Deontay Wilder in a boxing glove. Sure. Because that is just, that is a different thing fundamentally, right? Like if you're someone who has your whole adult life been punching hard in boxing gloves, you have a better sense of the nuances of what that entails than someone who's just kind of doing it for the last two months. Yeah. Until Deontay Wilder is the same force as a fully equipped Ford Escort going at top speed, then... I don't know. I've got math on my side, guys. I don't know about y'all. Math science. and science. Sports yes. science and vibes. <laughs> Forrest Daniels, the panel has not talked about this, but what if Ngannou versus Fury goes to a draw? What does this mean for both fighters? I mean, this awesome. is pretty... This would actually be... This would be really funny. Jed, what's the, is, it, on a what's the line on a draw? I'm pulling up right now. Uh, Mike, do you have it up? Because I don't. I Plus 2,500 for a draw. Plus 2,500. Well, one, it would just be incredible. Oh, my God. Can you, can you even imagine? Uh, I would assume that if the draw happens, we actually probably still get Usyk fight for, for Fury. And then Francis is just like Kate, like ringside for that one setting up. It would just be incredible. I, I honestly don't know. My brain would explode. I gotta say, I, I'm just seeing the comments. People deriding the boxing glove thing. I just said, "Oh, MMA fighters trade in boxing gloves." Yeah, man, that's not the same as competing in boxing gloves in professional boxing competitions against professional boxers. That's not the same thing. What are we talking about? Yeah, I'm aware MMA fighters train in boxing gloves. Sean, that's don't argue crazy. with the chat. Don't argue with the uh, chat. This just <laughs> drive me crazy. Let me Do ask you guys. Your heart desires, Shane. Let me ask you guys, what would be an objective, fairly funnier result between these two things? Split decision. Francis wins a split decision. He shouldn't have, and it was a very clear wrong split decision. Or Tyson Fury wins a split decision that could have kind of gone either way, and it's just ridiculous that it was that close. Francis winning the split. Because Francis winning is funnier. It's just funnier, oh, yeah. however you cut it. Especially like an unjustified win. Yeah, it would just be great. You want to talk about the boxing media and, and the boxing world being set on fire? If Francis wins like a robbery decision, oh my God, will they lose Dude, their the minds? The amount of so, people who will that turn might be on the Tyson funniest. Fury if he doesn't win this fight will be incredible. Even uh, if it's a robbery, they will just... The entire narrative will be like, what are you even doing losing robberies to this guy? Like This, this should, should have been a contest. What are we talking about? Oh my god. That actually might be the funniest result of all. If Francis wins a splitty that he probably shouldn't have. That might be the my new hope for this. Yeah. Uh by no, the way, I Francis mean, So the actual I'm... funniest thing is if Tyson Fury guillotines Francis in the ring. That would just be the funniest thing in the world. By the way, no, uh, I don't know. The the other angle of that would be Tyson Fury doing like Anderson Silva and Chris Weidman won and actually paying for it. That would okay, maybe that would be... also be that, okay, that's actually probably the funniest thing. And if you're feeling that way, Francis Ngannou by any kind of decision, unanimous split or majority, all the same, lined at plus 10,000. Same that. with Big Francis number. wins by DQ, plus 10,000. 100 to 1. Oh, Tyson does the Dylan Dennis? That's what we're thinking? 
Yeah. Maybe. Imagine if Francis just like power bombs Tyson Fury in the middle of the fight. That actually might be something. Hmm. I mean, wow. Oh, just be the, impressive. The world is our oyster. The world is our oyster right now. Anything can happen. Isn't it? Isn't it funny though? How like going into Nate Diaz and Dylan Dennis and like we all knew that shenanigans were coming. None of us are like. I think Francis is gonna throw a low kick because like he's just an adult. We have an adult from <laughs> here. It's like no, he's just gonna box and maybe lose but he's not going to like shoot a double leg in the middle of the ring for no reason it's been that part of this build has been refreshing there's been no talk of in a real fight i'd kill you or whatever which is great <laughs> more of that please yes like boxing is right, i'll take a couple more out of here. <laughs> sometimes a ford escort has a hard time starting and it just kind of goes putt 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 uh, as a man whose first very car true. was a Ford Escort, I can concur with this statement by Joseph Dodd. I mean, that's why you gotta get yourself a Honda. Things just reliable. A Volvo, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I love this question. I love this question so much. Why is the belt not on the line? Fury is sure he's gonna win. Why don't we get any stakes? Is Fury versus Gano just an exhibition after a title fight? So this is. So this is, I'm with BC on this 100%. BTL, BC talked about the one thing he truly hates about this fight. If you're going to be, if you're going to call this a real fight, like if, you're, if this is a professional fight that's going to go on the professional records, why? Why aren't the titles on the line? Like, why is it? I don't get it. I don't get it. If we're going to go full on here, just go full on. Just go all in with this and just put the freaking titles on the line. We don't expect the result to be any different, but can you imagine, like, how different the photos would be when they're facing off and you have all the belts standing behind it. I just think it makes it so much more interesting with, with, with that aspect. Just do the go all in on the whole thing or just be an exhibition. I mean, just be one so, or the is other. The, so is part of this a WBC thing? Because I would imagine WBC has standards for who challenges for their titles. Maybe. Uh, from, I would assume that the WBC simply doesn't want to put their belt on the line for a guy who's never fought before. Which I think is reasonable. Like it would be cooler for this to be worth like a real belt or whatever. Like I, I get the concept there, but I don't believe, per my understanding, that this is that Tyson is the one who gets to decide when his belt is up for grabs. Correct. Like it's, yeah. That that that's the great difference here of of boxing commissions. Now this works. Yeah, it's, he can uh, decide I, who he just fights. Call it an exhibition, but then. just call it an no, exhibition. no, I don't. No, because exhibitions don't have judges. But also, like, I think the big, big point of this, because there, there is some level of stakes for Francis in that it was the same thing with Connor, like being able to put the one on a, on a record mm -hmm. that previously has an O on it as a hell of a feat. And I would be, this would feel much lamer to me if Francis didn't have the opportunity to put the one on the record. Also, this may still be an exhibition that has, it has been repeatedly said that it is not, but like uh, boots on the ground over there are reporting that they are still not really getting like, clean answers on whether that's true and if it's an exhibition i think brian did make a good point yesterday like i doubt it would happen but if this is an exhibition then tyson fury could just quit and it won't be a loss like he can just like take a knee or get dq'd or whatever and it won't that would not affect him i think this not being an exhibition is is very important um i it would be better if the belt was online i just don't really care that much if, if francis wins he's the lineal heavyweight champion that's just mm -hmm. how it goes man 
What else we got? If Francis wins, I do want to see if Ring Magazine like ranks him. <laughs> that would be wild. Because they kind of have to. You have to, yeah. You, you have they to would. They definitely would. Would they put him at one? Like they kind no. of have to. You, you, they they probably put nuts. Usyk at one, right? Usyk would be. Oh, one. They, actually, you're right. They would Ring. definitely bump. Actually, they may already have Usyk at one. Usyk, I believe, is number one. Uh, the Ring Magazine is the is the ranking the for for boxing. Yeah, I actually I just dis, I disagree with some things, but I actually their pound for pound list right now I think is spot on. Uh yes, I'm pulled it up now. Their heavyweight uh is. Usyk is number one. Yeah. Fury's top contender. So uh, I guess Francis would be the number number one ranked contender. Yeah. He's so sad. Wow. Oh my god. Give <laughs> it to, to Francis versus Usyk. That'd be. And it'll have to be a photo of Francis from this fight because there aren't any other photos of him like with boxing gloves on. It'd be awesome. Fury said there is no rematch clause. That is true. I actually liked the explanation for the whole week re- that he hates rematch clauses because if it's already there, then you don't have to like, people don't necessarily care about the first fight, but they would care more about the second fight. And I'm like, eh, eh. I kind of liked what he said. Like, I kind of liked what he said there. I, I get that in general. I think that um, the purpose of a rematch clause is not for building things. It's for him specifically that if he loses, he gets to fight again. He probably won't need that. I'm sure Francis would just fight him immediately because of all the money's yeah. But, um, you know, I think if if Francis somehow does win, they'll do Fury Usyk for all the belts. And then Francis would probably fight the winner for all the belts. <laughs> it's so I mean, crazy to even have these conversations. I think right that's now. I think that's that will be the way it's like when except can, if Francis, wins, I don't know. Do you think Fury can fight in December or January? I, I, well, I, I, I understand. I agree. I understand like in in like MMA and the UFC, like losing might throw stuff up. But if there is a mandatory and like you said, it's a WBC, WBO, like IBF call, they might just force that fight to happen. And it's out of the fighter's control. And then then Francis might get the shot. It's literally out of the fighter's control at that point. I disagree. I think that this will be an extraordinary circumstance similar to like the Connor Nate Diaz thing where mm-hmm. like Connor was supposed to be fighting for the second title and then the Nate Diaz thing happened and like it changed the world and the no. way we think of everything in such a dramatic way that like there's no way to go back unless you do it again very quickly and get the result you kind of were hoping for. Yeah. If you're those promoters, well, like, I, I, like Fury versus Usyk means so much less if Fury loses somehow to Francis. No, I get it. And I agree with you everything you're saying i'm just saying we might not have it like buster douglas never rematched mike tyson it just never happened and that should have happened like it just might they might just force the Usyk fight to happen and it won't make sense but it might be it might have to happen i agree with what you're saying though so funny though i'll tell you what though the the paycheck is just sitting ringside of furious it's but like The, the, the paycheck for this one will pale in comparison to the exactly the rematch exactly that is what happens though exactly God, that, um, like that creates so many other questions too because yeah, of the straight up if i'm tyson fury and i lose to francis Ngannou, i don't care what anyone's trying to make me do i'll give up my belts yeah <laughs> just run that is also that's, that's also something that's also something that's what I'm happen. Yeah. that would be that would be that would be a more realistic outcome than tyson fury skipping over the Usyk fight and putting the belts on the line in the rematch him vacating the belts yeah. to rematch Ngannou is much more likely because at that point, yeah. you're Connor after Nate. Yeah, you need to 100%. get your status back. You 100%. absolutely need to get it back. But if the belts are, plus, if he keeps the belts, 
I think the WBC is going to force the Usyk fight. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Rematch. you know, as big a fight as as Usyk Fury would be, if Francis wins, the rematch Francis Fury is going to be the biggest fight in boxing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Rematch clause and rehydration clause. God, it's going to be so great boxing. tomorrow, guys. Uh, yeah, that's true. We have any more questions? Or are we good? No, I mean, there's I a, a there's a few, but they're mostly like comments about upsets and stuff like this. Um, I can't believe you're not bringing up the Diamondbacks question. Huh? That was how I was going to end it, Sean. We're, we're you know we're talking boxing right now. All right, I got I got one question for both of you guys. Uh, oh, that's a great question to do. Jed, if Fred wins, how will you top the Cannonball celebration? That's a great question. I don't know. I was going to ask. Allie I'm Fox? not actually All right. tomorrow's. I event. have a, I have I have an idea. Can I submit my idea? Okay, submit yes. your idea. So right now, Jed, you have a day off tomorrow. You're not scheduled I to do. cover this event. Uh, I formally request that if Ngannou does win, I need you to sort of storm into the post show like you have. I was a about money to ask the a question if I could do like, that. Like you I'll have make, a money a money in the bank briefcase, and I need you to just cash it in and just make an insane entrance. I'll, make, and do something I'll, like that. I'll up that, Deal. Jed. If Francis wins, I'll get a Ford Escort tattooed on my body, and vice <laughs> and vice versa. If Tyson Fury wins, no. you get it. No. Come on, put your money where your money will. Put plus oh, 10,000. This is that. Plus 10,000. This is that. I'm this not is getting my plus. first tattoo to nah, dude. Come on, Georgia boy. Put your money where your mouth is. Bro, you're in Florida. You're in Florida. This is the most dude, Florida thing that you could do. We can get a tattoo right now of a Ford Escort in Florida, and they'd be like, yeah, all right. You drive one? No. All right. It's got to be the hat. Hard train. pass. I need oh, this now. This, this is this is this is you heard it. You heard it. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Jed, 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 quote unquote, no gray areas. Mashu said, "Hard pass." Uh, look, well, we can we can circle the wagons on that later. Shaheen, I do agree. Uh, the one stipulation is George is playing Florida tomorrow, so I'm going to be quite inebriated for that post show, but I will be here. Frankly, Just come on for a post fight belly flop, and that's all we need. Frankly, that's the version of Jed Mishu I want to be hearing from at that moment in time. I'll already have had several drinks, and then Francis will w be winning, and I will just be gone. It'll be just him laughing the whole time. Mm. We should all be laughing if it happens, when mm -hmm. it happens. It'll be the best. The, the UFC 293 post-show, when Sean Strickland won the middleweight title, was maybe my favorite post-fight show of all time. Because and, and Jed wasn't even inebriated. He was just uh, we were just laughing as we all three of us. Was, that stupid show was all three of us just cackling for an hour at how stupid all of this. I can't believe it happened. That was, and you know who did that? You know who authored that? Our boy Eric Nick Sick. Two for yep. two this year, baby. He's about to. If he if this happens, can we just crown Eric Nick Sick the coach of forever and be done with it? Yep. Okay. Good. Glad we're all. Him and Dewey Cooper. Yeah, and Dewey yeah. Cooper too. Him and Dewey Good Cooper Lord. just co co kings of coaching for the re remainder of time. Love it. Last one. Are the Diamondbacks getting a W tonight? Let's go. Let's Maybe. Go. Are they playing in? Six. They're Not, on the road, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, two three two because they were the wild card. They're gonna win. Texas was a wild card too, right? Yeah, but I think they had a better record anyway, so Has, it doesn't even matter. Has Texas I, won a single game at home in the play, playoffs? Didn't they sweep the first few they, series? Yeah, they were really good in the early bad. series. I just the have to say, uh, not the, the first, second series. 
Well, I just I, have to say because absolutely no one on earth cares outside of like 20,000 yeah. people in Arizona. Like this is a very niche thing for this Diamondbacks thing. This has been one of the most fun sporting experiences of, of my adulthood is just like being able to jump on this because no one saw this coming. No one cared about this team for the last like two and a half decade or basically since like 2007 in this state. No one has cared about this team. They've been bad. They lost a over 100 games two years ago. And for this to just happen suddenly out of nowhere and include a sweep of L.A. and then this crazy Philly series where nobody, everybody was counting us out. Like this is this has been magical, man. This has been I have been close to being reduced to tears a couple different times throughout this, and it's been so much fun. And I so badly want this to to be two thousand one all over again, where the whole world doesn't care about us and doesn't want us winning, but we kind of just spoil the party for everybody. I think that the entire world wants the Diamondbacks to win right now. Yeah, I think everyone is I, very. I think they pro don't care. I think no, no, they care. They like in the MLB circle because, like, I'm. I think Mike and I are pretty are much more in, like ingrained in that world. The Snake Boys have become America's team. Like, it's become a thing because they were should have. They they probably would have won the World or made it to World Series like two years from now because they have an incredibly young core. Uh, they did what the the Orioles and the Rays and the Astros did in the American League. No one could have predicted it would be this early. It's pretty unbelievable. I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks explicitly because have you guys seen the like TikToks and videos of no. Phillies fans afterwards? Oh, yes. It's it's the funniest thing in the world. No, it's I just, haven't. You got to say Well, Phillies like, fans I like leaving the stadium and the You know his you know you know, you know historically Phillies fans from any sport in Philadelphia are just such great losers, you know, they just yeah. really take it on the chin and you know, like, you know, we'll get them next year. Our team is great this and that and you know, they just keep it up. They're just great I hope not they never losers. play baseball again. <laughs> Fucking joke. 700 million and you go to 0 for 12 in the series? Get out of here. It's the most incredible salt i've ever seen it's it is warming the heart it's the yes best. I it's agree. going to be exactly like the francis haters tomorrow <laughs> afternoon after francis just throws Tyson fury it's just unbelievable just for two rookies in game seven to, to perform in the way they did it's just just it's get rid of the franchise you know mike you you know a thing or two about rookie call-ups getting you know just dominating the world series you know ellsbury lester Buckholz, welcome to the club, Sean. It's a great time. We love to have you around. I'm enjoying it. I'm really Let's enjoying go it. D -backs. Do you call them D-backs? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, right behind D-backs. I mean, oh, I, I mean, that's. And if you tune in for games game. three and four, you can look for Jose Youngs like in the stands. Oh, you're in attendance. I can, I am literally a seven-minute walk from the stadium. Well, that's just super convenient. It is quite fun. Because then I don't have. I can also have some adult sodas and not have to worry about getting home. See, so you you were smart. You jumped on tickets before the series was. Oh even yeah. Done. I didn't do that. And now these tickets are like five hundred dollars. I so made that. Yeah, I, I made the mistake when the Red Sox won in twenty eighteen. I was like, I'll I'll see if they make it. And then when they ma played L A, tickets quadrupled in price. So a ticket to an L A World Series game was like two thousand for upper deck. I blew it. Not Jeez. didn't make that mistake this year. Anyway. I'll probably spurge. I'll probably spurge and go to one. Join the club, I mean, bro. It's a good choice. Well, unless we... unless when you splurge for tickets, Lionel Messi decides he's not going to come to Atlanta. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm never going to get over that one. <laughs> good choice, Lionel Messi. 
<laughs> All right, hit the music. Landscapers are here. We got it. We got through over us an hour. What timing? And uh, they didn't come. Do we have but, music? Oh, there we go. Yes. I Happy have this one. Lee. Good Miss Fist article. That's and that's Sweet the one. Jazz. Well, uh, People's Preep Fight Show tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We will see you then. Enjoy you your Friday, everybody. We'll awesome see you tomorrow. Love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.